From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, April 19th. I'm Marco Werman. Today, European transport ministers agreed to ease restrictions on air travel across the continent. Those limits were imposed last week after volcanic ash spread from Iceland. Also, the godfather of Cuban tobacco passes away. He grew only the best. You can really taste where it comes from. When I smoked that cigar, I thought of the red, rich soil of Alejandro Albina's farm there in Pinar del Rio. Plus, Sherpas in Nepal announced plans to go on a cleanup expedition on Mount Everest. Now this news. BBC News with Marion Marshall. European Union transport ministers have agreed to ease some of the restrictions on air travel, which were imposed across Europe last week following the spread of volcanic ash from Iceland. After discussions by video conference, the EU Transport Commissioner, Seem Callas, announced the measures to reporters in Brussels. New air control measures can come into effect from 8 o'clock Tuesday morning. From tomorrow morning on, we should see progressively more planes start to fly. And this is good news for Europe's stranded passengers, good news for airline industry and other sectors of the economy hard hit by this crisis. In an effort to ensure safety, the EU wants to create three designated flight zones. One will remain entirely off-limits because of the threat of volcanic dust. Another will be open to all aircraft, while a third zone will be available for a limited service. In Germany, the two main airlines, Lufthansa and Air Berlin, were granted exemptions from the existing flight ban to allow them to bring home stranded passengers. A Lufthansa spokesman said they were expected to carry a total of about 15,000 people from the Far East, Africa and the Americas. Britain has announced that it's sending warships to help bring home British travellers. Two of the ships are being deployed to ferry people across the English Channel. The American military in Iraq has confirmed that the two most wanted al-Qaeda leaders there have been killed. The Iraqi government named the two men as Abu Ayyub al-Masri and Abu Omar al-Baghdadi. It said they were tracked down by an intelligence team west of Baghdad and their hideout was destroyed by missiles. The incumbent Prime Minister, Nouri al-Maliki, said the bodies of the two men were identified after medical tests. This is Abu Ayyub's picture after he was killed. And it's exactly the same. Even the medical tests have confirmed his identity. And this is Abu Omar's picture before he was killed. And here is his picture dead. That confirms the accuracy of our information. The Israeli Defense Minister, Ehud Barak, has said Israel must recognize that the world will not accept Israeli rule over Palestinians for decades to come. He also warned of growing alienation between Israel and its long-standing ally, the United States. Heather Sharp reports from Jerusalem. There's no other way, whether you like it or not, than to let the Palestinians rule themselves. Mr Barak's frank assessment to Israelis. His message comes at a time of international pessimism over the prospects for peace. Even talks about talks are currently mired in a row, which has left Israel at odds with the US over building in East Jerusalem. Mr Barak is one of the few centrists in the right-wing coalition government led by Benjamin Netanyahu. The Israeli Prime Minister says he wants peace, but not at the expense of Israel's security. World News from the BBC. 
Officials in Pakistan say a suicide bomber has killed at least 23 people and injured many others in the city of Peshawar. The bomber blew himself up in a crowded market near police watching over a protest rally. Pope Benedict has invited the world's 400,000 Catholic priests to Rome in June to show their support for him over what the Vatican says are unjust attacks on his policies concerning paedophilia crimes. The invitation, contained in a letter from Cardinal Claudio Umesh, was issued on the fifth anniversary of the Pope's election. In the letter, the Cardinal says the...